0: to be talking about the movie Elf. Some of you have seen this. For those who have not, I'm going to explain it, but I saw something uh, I wanted to share with you and it says this. Christmas is about lights, trees, and gifts. Jesus is the light. He died on a tree and gave us the gift of salvation. I like that, don't you? So in this season, we've been taking some Christmas movies, and we've been sharing some of their thoughts and seeing how the scripture actually can relate to some of the scenes of the movies. In the movie Elf, in case you have not seen it, this story begins where Santa Claus, he visits an orphanage, and while he's there, one of the little babies, uh, while Santa's busy eating cookies... uh, This baby crawls, and he sees Santa's sack, and there's a bear inside of the sack. And so he's attracted to get the toy, and he crawls inside of the sack, but Santa doesn't know he's in there. So when Santa gets back home to the North Pole, guess what? There's the baby. And they decide to raise him with the elves. Problem is, he's a human. He's tall. He's six feet tall. And elves are short. And, of course, it, it makes for a really comical movie. But there's, there's something that he learns from the elves, and it's called the Code of the Elves. And it's here's the first one. Treat every day like Christmas. I think that's a pretty good code. Treat every day like Christmas. Number two, there's always room on the nice list. Come on, that's really good. There's always room. When you're on 35, there's always room on the nice list. And number three... The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And that's one of the, the main points that you'll, you'll see throughout the movie. And, and, and it's that code that guides this movie. And But actually, these codes actually guide our Christmas story. So what I want to do is I want to start with showing you the trailer of this movie and giving you a little idea of, in case you have not seen it. Let's take a look at this trailer. New Line Cinema proudly presents a little holiday story. One Christmas Eve, Santa Claus got an unexpected gift of his own. (laughs) What in the name of Sam Hill? (laughs) Thirty years later... Let's recite the Code of the Elves, shall we? The best way to spread. (laughs) Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Buddy's discovering who he really is. You're not like the rest of us. I was sure when you cracked six feet that it would come up. My bad. You're not an elf. Now, he's taking a journey to find the family he's never known In a place where he finally fits in Boy. And nothing's going to stop him Sorry, your car's pretty Will Ferrell, is elf Hey, what's your name? Someone need a hug <laughs> ah! Ah, Nutcracker! The holiday spirit. Just trying to hug you. <laughs> and there you have it. So he he comes to New York looking for his family, and it, it makes for a real comical movie. And what what is amazing is that in this movie and in our lives today, we don't always experience a lot of joy. Not always. In fact. Sometimes it's covered up by stress and by messes of life. And it seems like we sing joy to the world. The Lord has come. And then we rush from church to get one more present. Hopefully they have one more left of what you need for a niece or a nephew. And we're busy going from here to there. And we're trying to do the work party. You're trying to do the dream team party tonight. A lot of stuff going on in life. And we realize that. Before long, everything is is over, and we're taking down the the Christmas lights and taking the tree out to the to the front yard, and uh, it's time for New Year's resolutions, and and we're stressing out about that. And it seems like during this holiday, sometimes that we're so stressed, it's it's we're missing the very point of Christmas. We're missing the point of what really is, needs to be understood. It's kind of like going to the coast and not seeing the ocean when we miss out on what Christmas really is all about. And so sometimes Christmas can become more stressful than joyful. Can I hear an amen? And we got to be careful with this because we don't want to lose the joy of the season. In fact, the Bible says that when when these wise men saw the star, they rejoiced. They had joy. And we're going to talk about some other examples, but maybe for some of you, this season is is stressful because it's physical. It's like going here and there and parties and your kids' school play and, and, and maybe it's financial. I read something this week that said that 9% of Americans, get this, 9% of Americans are still paying off what they charged last year at Christmas time. They're still paying it. That's pretty incredible. It makes it very exhausting and stressful, doesn't it? Maybe your stress is relational. Maybe it's relational. Uh, maybe you've gone sideways with a good friend. Maybe your marriage uh, has been strained or and what is really difficult during these seasons, maybe you've lost someone that you love and it brings you some stress. You you tend to lose out on the joy of this season and, and being finding the cheer. So here's what we want to do today. We want to find out what can we do to not lose this this joy. And there's a couple things that we can see in the Bible, but there was this I saw this post, and we'll put it up. This is one person's stress-free response. I think we have it. Do we have the slide with the lady? We don't have the slide with the lady. Never mind. Let's don't go there. Um, Let's look in our handout, number one. Life doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful. Life doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful. And I want to tell you today, give yourself a little grace. Is that okay? Give yourself a little grace. Because if you can't give yourself a little grace, how are you going to give it to somebody else? And so, your life, it really doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful. I want to show you a clip of of when Buddy, the elf, realizes that he's not an elf. Let's watch. I hate to do this to you, but you think you can help me pick up the slack on those etch sketches? No problem. I appreciate it. Buddy's killing me. I already got Lum Lum and Choo Choo pulling doubles. Just quick thinking yesterday with that special talents thing. I feel bad for the guy. I just hope he doesn't get wise. Well, if he hasn't figured out he's a human by now, I don't think he ever will. If he hasn't figured out he's a human by now, I don't think he ever will. I think they're too small. You don't look so good, buddy. Are you okay? I'll be okay. I just need a glass of water. And that's when he realizes that he's human. He's not an elf. And his life is not perfect, as you could see in the different examples that they were showing. But your life doesn't have to be perfect either, for you to be joyful. Buddy doesn't have the perfect life, but he stays cheerful by the code of the elves I want to tell you today how we can stay cheerful and it's our code of the Bible and I want to explain that there's a there's a difference between being happy and being joyful so a lot of you even if you don't feel happy you still can be joyful think about this happiness And joy, they are two different things. Happiness is external, and you can write that in your notes. Happiness is external. Those are the external things that come into your life that brings happiness. But joy is internal. It's a big difference. Happiness is external. Joy is internal. And happiness is always going to depend... ...on what happens in life. We think of happiness equals happenstance, don't we? Someone gives me a gift, I'm happy. I give somebody a gift, I'm happy. They said yes to getting married, we become happy. But happiness can be volatile. It depends upon things happening around us. And in this world, Jesus said, you're not always going to be happy. You will have problems but take heart or be joyful because I have overcome the world. And so joy actually transcends the external circumstances of our lives. Let me say that again. Joy transcends the external circumstances of our lives. And I think this is why God gave us this unique ability to experience inward joy. We can have joy even when we don't feel like we're happy because it's something that's on the inside. I remember 11 years ago, my father passed away, and we, it was a cold Illinois day. In fact, it was so cold, they could not put my father in the ground on that Friday because the ground was frozen. And that's cold. That's pretty cold. And we left there came back on a Saturday and I remember I had to preach on Sunday. And the reason that I got up here and I preached with everything I had is because even though on my external sphere of life, yeah, it, it was sad. I was I was lonely. I was missing my father, but inside I had joy because I knew where my father was. <laughs> And maybe you've kind of experienced those moments when things around you weren't great, but inside you still had the joy of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, it is definitely our strength. That's what the Bible says about it. And so this is why I can say that joy transcends the external circumstances of our lives. My joy was transcending my circumstances. And so, and I want you to fill in this blank too. Happiness is dependent upon the flesh. Happiness is dependent upon the flesh. But joy is actually dependent by the Spirit. And how can I prove that to you? Joy is a gift from God. Look at Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, everybody say the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, we're talking about the Holy Spirit here. The fruit of the Spirit is love. But what second? Joy. You see that? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. This is the fruit of the Spirit. T.F. Tenney said this, and I love this. You'll like it. He said, gifts are for ministry. Fruit is for maturity. God is looking for spiritual fruit and not religious nuts. (laughs) I like that one. We don't have to earn or produce this fruit. It's something that God gives to us. So if we want to experience joy for the holidays, then we've got to let the Holy Spirit, everyone say the Holy Spirit. We've got to let the Holy Spirit be in control of our lives. And so, if we want to move from happiness, which is external things, to joy, which is internal, we've got to be controlled, not by the flesh, but we must be controlled by the Holy Spirit. And some of you are saying, Well, Pastor, I'm going to be joyful even if it kills me. And it just might if you don't let the Holy Spirit come and bring you joy. You can't do it on your own, but God can do it inside of you. And a lot of you have experienced that this year. It will transcend the stressful circumstances of your life. Let me give you an example in the Bible. Mary and Joseph, and and scholars believe that Mary was anywhere between 12 to 17 years of age. She was a young girl. They got married early in that in the Bible times. She was engaged. It was a binding contract. And she was in love. And this was not the way that Mary planned to have her life be interrupted by the Holy Spirit. But God was going to do something so great in her. And I, I love to tell the story how Mary was the only woman who carried her baby twice. She carried him in the natural, and she carried him by the Spirit. And Mary decided, you know what? I'm going to let God do His work, even though I'm engaged, I love Joe, he's a good guy, I pray he understands, but I I will carry this baby Messiah. Messiah. Because he's going to save his people from their sins. And look at Luke chapter 1, verse 46. Because Mary was so in tune with God, she was able to rejoice. Look at this. My soul magnifies the Lord. Would you say that with me? My soul magnifies the Lord. And what did she go on to say? And my spirit, what? Rejoices. There it is. She found joy, even though her circumstances were being all messed up from what she had planned before. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And at the end of this, she says, "...Bless His holy name." Holy is His name. I want to tell you today that your life doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful. Mary's life was not going to be perfect, and people were not going to understand And people would talk about her and Joseph eventually. And when it comes down to having a perfect life, they didn't have it. But they still had joy. And I love that. And we can also learn from Mary and say, you know, things around me may have changed. Things around me may be different. But I can still have joy. And holy is his name. Would you take a moment and bless your God right now? Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We know that our lives do not have to be perfect in order for us to be joyful in this season. And we thank you for it, for these seasons in life all year long that come and our circumstances change, but we still have the joy of the Lord. And the second point I want to share with you is this, and you can fill this in. Joy comes... From knowing him. Joy comes from knowing him. And I, I want to show you one last clip of a video of where Buddy is in, he's got a job now, he's working at a department store, and he finds out that Santa is coming. Let's watch. Are you mad at me? No. I'm sure? sure? Yes, I'm sure. Just do your job. Okay. Oh, wow. What's this? This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. Time for the announcement. Okay. Okay, people. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! <laughs> Santa here? I know him. I know him. you will be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah. Just keep your receipts. 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Yes. Can you sign this for me? <gasps> oh, hi. Santa's coming. I love that I know him and that's what I feel about Jesus I know him I know him and he knows me we're on a first name basis I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this place I know him and it brings me joy so many people don't know him but I know him and I'm so grateful and so humble that he knows me too I know him I feel like buddy today I know him and it brings me joy. Wow. Getting to know Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Getting to know Jesus. We used to sing a song, it was a song, it was a secular song, and they changed the words around. They said Jesus is the best thing that ever happened. I love it because it's true. And I know him. And that changes everything. I love this song because we know him. We can sing joyful, joyful Lord. We adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee. Hail thee as the sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness. Drive the dark of doubt away. Giver of immortal gladness. I love that. Fill us with the light of day. Come on, somebody. Let's praise Him. Hallelujah. Your life does not have to be perfect to be joyful. And if you want true joy, you've got to get to know Him. A lot of people know about Him. But that's a big difference between knowing about Him and actually knowing Him. If you don't know Him, call on His name today. Ask Him to be your Lord and your Savior. Sell out to Him today. And really, I know Him. Becomes alive inside of you. Romans 10 and 13 in your handout says, Everyone. Who's everyone? Everyone. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And before you leave today, if you will call upon the name of the Lord, you too can say, I know Him. Let me share with you. There's so many that need to know Jesus. And they can know Him through you. 91% will celebrate Christmas in America. 91% of the people will celebrate Christmas. Did you know that 47% will go to a Christmas service in America? 47% of people We'll go to a Christmas service. That's why we have all these invite cards. We we still have them out in the front. We have the God loves you. Here's a little extra something. And also this Christmas at the movies invite card. Take some of these with you if you don't have some and share this season, God's love. This morning, it wasn't a big deal, but I I was buying some Round Rock donuts for the wonderful people of Life Church, who have a sweet tooth. And I bought six extra ones and at the place where I get my car washed, I stopped on the way to the church and the young man said, well, we're really not washing cars. I said, I'm not here to wash my car. I'm here. I said, our church is doing something called something extra to show you that God loves you. And I said, I brought you some donuts. And he went, wow, thank you. Made his morning. It it is so simple. Maybe you can make cookies. Maybe you can take your neighbor's trash out to the front. Share the love of God this season. And and invite people to come to church because 47% of Americans actually will go to church next Sunday. This is a perfect opportunity to invite somebody to come. You got a 50-50 chance that they're going to come with you to church. And you know what? They can get to know Him too. I love that. Romans 10 and 9 says, If you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. That is our goal, to get people to confess Jesus as their Lord and Savior. There's a lot of of attention to the word God all through the year. I'm not sure which God they're talking about, but I know which God I'm talking about. His name is Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Praise God. I know him. I know him. I know his name. And he knows mine. And for those who have gone that far, I want to share with you, your next step is to be baptized. Baptism is for those who have repented. Someone called and said, Would you baptize my child, my baby? And we don't baptize infants. We don't find that in the Word of God. We do find how babies were brought to what we would call church, the temple, and they were dedicated to the Lord. Yes, absolutely. But actually, the Bible tells us that baptism is for those who have repented. I want you to look at Acts, the second chapter, and verse 38. And then it says this: repent. Everyone say repent. That's the, that's, that's the key right there. What is repentance? It's it's the turning about face. It's it's stop doing the evil that you were doing. And so after you have repented, your next step is be baptized. <laughs> who? every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, because of the remission of sins. And you shall receive a gift at Christmas time. You shall receive the gift. Everyone say the gift. Of the Holy Spirit. I love that. The Bible goes on to say this promises for basically... Every generation. it doesn't. Some, some manuscripts will say from generation to generation. I'm here to tell you this promise is true and it's for us today. And God is giving out gifts. And if you're sharing with someone that doesn't know Jesus, and I'm going to close with this thought, is, is the ABCs of salvation. It's really easy to remember. A, admit that you're a sinner and that you need to be saved. And that, that's something that a lot of people will say, you know, I, I'm a good person. Well, if you made one mistake, you're not perfect. And you've got to admit that you're a sinner. B is believe. You've got to believe. And this, this is what, what the Bible is saying, that you, you've got to call on the name of the Lord and, and make him your Lord and your Savior. And C is confess. Confess Jesus Christ is my lord and my savior. And after that the next, there's more for us. There's there's always God always has more for us. And if you've never been baptized, I want to tell you today that we have robes, we have shorts and t-shirts and towels and uh, I think we have hair dryers back there. I'm telling you we have everything you need if you've never been water baptized. It it would be the most joyful day of your life experiencing a water baptism.